We all basically understand the concept that we need an individualized training plan to optimize our performance. A cookie cutter plan does not work for everybody and is probably not even going to address the things that we need to really improve our performance. So let's dive into this a little bit more. Does this mean that everyone's workout has to look drastically different? Or does this mean that everyone has to be doing different variations of exercises? We know that that's not absolutely true. So what I want to talk about today is what does individualizing a training program or workout mean? What does that look like? And what are some of the ways that we can individualize a workout to address specific needs, areas of weakness, areas that need to be improved for each individual athlete? I have seen it over and over. When you redefine and expand that perspective of what it means to individualize a training program or a workout, there's a lot more to it than just changing up exercises or giving exercise variations or progressing and regressing exercises. So let's talk about that, what it truly means to individualize a training program for optimal performance. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the h Movement Podcast. For all of my new listeners out there, you're in the right place to hear about all of these topics, strategies, guest interviews that deal with optimizing human performance. And for all of my returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in for another episode. And for everyone out there, if you haven't heard some of the previous library of episodes, go check them out on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also see video highlight clips of the guest interviews on my YouTube channel, short snippets that matches the audio that you've been listening to. My YouTube channel, you can search for h Movement and also check out all of the other free content on all of my social media platforms. Across the board, you can find me at h Movement. I do have some additional free resources on my website as well, so go check that out. My website is hnlmovement.com. As always, if you're finding this content helpful and useful, please share it with family, friends, coaches, colleagues, teammates, anybody who's looking to improve their performance and utilize some of these strategies that will really add up and help you to perform your best. Other than that, let's jump straight into today's episode and let's talk about what it means to individualize a training program. There's so many layers to this and dimensions to how can we actually individualize a training program With the whole goal of what you're doing, it's more individualized, specific, and targeted to what you need to work on so that you start to get more benefits, make more progress from doing these training programs. So the first thing that I wanna cover is kind of this myth of individualized training. I think a lot of people, it goes both ways. People may say that they're individualized training programs, but then again, there's not too much individualization that actually occurs. And I also think there's another perspective to this that I just wanna kinda start off with, is people taking a lot of the core exercises, core lifts, core requirements to participate in a sport or activity, and working on individuals to make sure that they can meet those requirements. So for example, this might clear it up a little bit more. Think about basic exercises that almost every sport does. A basic squat, a hip hinge, maybe a deadlift, a pull pattern for the lower body. If someone has very poor squat mechanics, 
Does that mean that they should never squat and do other types of leg strengthening exercises like leg press, leg extensions, leg curls? I don't think that's true. I don't think you can neglect some of the fundamental core leg exercises just because someone is not there to do it yet or they don't have proper mechanics or maybe they have some type of restriction or or stability issue that doesn't allow them to get full benefit. I think you need to figure out how to individualize their progress so that they can actually get benefit from a squat, from a deadlift, from a RDL. So the reason why I want to mention that is because the individualization is to try to get them to get benefit out of these exercises. It's not saying, well, you're not quite there yet. So we're just going to scrap these exercises and we're going to do other things in replace of that because that's where your capabilities are at. I think there's both ends of the spectrum. You need to figure out how can people get benefit from the core exercises. And sometimes you have to think about how can I, if they can't do these core exercises well, how can I teach them how to do it or work on some of the deficits or dysfunction so that they can actually do that. And that might take place with other type of exercises, corrective exercises, other types of drills. And the message that I want to give here is that it's not only what exercises you're doing, that's not the only component to individualizing training. And that leads into the next point, which is there's no cookie cutter approach. I think a cookie cutter approach does not work really well. And that doesn't mean that all of your volleyball players or your football players or your soccer players, that doesn't mean that they need to have all different types of workouts. That's not what I'm saying. It's more understanding what are the individual things that each person needs to work on and making sure that the individual athlete is aware of what types of things they need to work on, focus on what their intention is with the exercise. All of this does not happen in a cookie cutter approach. So hopefully this will make a little bit more sense. I'm fine with in a team setting team environment that all of this team or all of this position group does the exact same workout. That to me is not the definition of a cookie cutter approach. What I think is a cookie cutter approach is if they all do the workout with the same intention, same coaching cues and everything that they're working on, or if they're just going through the workout and just mindlessly doing it day in and day out. I think that becomes very cookie cutter. There's no individualized variation or no individualized instructions or teaching the athlete what they need to focus on. So to kind of get out of that and individualize it more, let's say you have your whole team squatting again. Maybe one person has a history of patellar tendonitis and maybe he really needs to focus in on good foot contact and firing his glutes. Maybe another person is struggling with ankle problems or chronic ankle instability. They're gonna focus on a little bit different thing. Maybe it's really gonna be make sure that you push through those heels, keep your heels on the ground and make sure that you use those ankles. Maybe their stance will be a little different too. Maybe because we want them to use their ankles a little bit more, they're going to be more in a traditional jump with stance, not too wide. Let's say you have another person on the team, maybe they're coming off of an injury or something or a muscle strain and it's only on one side. Maybe their focus is really to make sure that you're not favoring your good side. Maybe another person has a history of low back issues. So really make sure that they're engaging that core, their core stability is locked in so that they can use their hips and their legs. You can see all of them are going to be doing a squat, but there's a lot of individualization that happens while they're doing the squat. There may also be a lot of individualization in their warmups. You can see that warming up to do the squat, each of those people might have a little different warm-up routine, even if it's just swapping out one exercise here and there. 
I know that's actually swapping out an exercise or changing something, which is part of it, but they're all doing it in effort to do the same training program or exercise. In this example, that's a squat. So a lot of the individualization, it's multifactorial. It's getting you to have to do something and perform at an adequate level to get benefit. And it's making sure that you have the tools, the knowledge, and the resources to get there. Another aspect is really educating and teaching the athlete. They might have a different mobility routine, recovery routine than other people. They should be understanding some of the individual things that they need to work on with each pattern or how their body's moving, some of their strengths and weaknesses. And I think that doesn't happen in your traditional cookie cutter approach because none of these individual differences will be brought to light or the athlete won't even be aware of some of the things that they need to work on specifically. So what I'm trying to say is that individualization does not just come from changing exercises around, adding some correctives. It's really educating the athlete so that they know individually what they specifically need to work on. And a lot of times it's these small details here and there. And educating the athletes, you're going to see a lot more benefit and a lot more results coming out of that. Obviously, this is easier said than done in a team setting, but I do still think that with everybody, everyone should know or be exposed to some of their individual differences. And a lot of this is with the evolution of training. There's a lot of different ways that we can assess things, show athletes some either objective or subjective data to help them understand some of the little components of each exercise, movement, training intervention, and how they can get better at it. Because that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to make them more capable through training to carry out workouts in the weight room, to carry out their sports specific skill, to carry out better recovery, to be more equipped to handle all of the demands of their sport. So to hopefully expand on this concept, what is individualization and what are some of the things that I incorporate and practice with my athletes? Individualization spans so much more than just the exercise that you're doing on paper. For some athletes, it is a strength thing. For other athletes, it might be more of a muscular imbalance, a compensatory pattern that we gotta work out of. Other athletes, it might be a restriction or mobility issue. Other athletes, it might be a conditioning issue. Maybe this athlete, it's more of a power development issue. Maybe they're super strong, but we just gotta try to train more power development. For another athlete, it might be a sequencing or coordination issue. Another athlete, it might actually be learning a new task. We gotta teach them some motor learning. And the list goes on and on. It could be an endurance thing. It could be a conditioning thing. It could be maybe a mental or psychological barrier that you have to overcome. And sometimes it can just simply be a coaching barrier. We just have to coach them in a different way that they can relate to and learn how to do whatever it is that they're doing better. And the bottom line is that the more that we understand the athlete, the more we understand the athlete physically, mentally, physiologically, all of these things that we are constantly paying attention and reassessing athletes and helping them to progress to become better than how they were doing things before, all of these things are part of the individualized plan. And you don't get that again with just handing the athlete the workout or writing it on the board and the athlete just going through it all the time and just neglecting or not paying attention to all the fine details that really will help the athletes to do whatever they're doing, do the workout, the exercise, their sport better than what they were doing before. So to share some of my perspective, I'm all for the, of course, the exercise selection and prescription, and I've talked about this before. It has to make sense to give them the proper intervention to create that adaptation that you want for their sport. 
If you need to build shoulder strength, there's only so many exercises that will help to build shoulder strength. If you're looking to develop core stability, there's only so many exercises that develop core stability. If you're looking for leg strength, calf strength, the list goes on and on. There's certain ways that are very effective and efficient to create that adaptation. Of course, you could give all of the crazy variations, but I think at that point, you need to really think, what is this helping the individual to achieve? And if it's not going to be the best exercise to help that individual to figure out what they need to do, then maybe it's best to just scale it back and go with something that's super effective that we know will help to target this adaptation. So what I'm trying to share is that I do think that once you have the exercise that are proven to create this type of adaptation, a lot of the emphasis to individualizing programs has to be with all of those other categories and aspects that I just mentioned. All the areas of what is it that this athlete specifically needs to get more benefit or become more capable to do these workouts or sports specific tasks. If they're having a motor learning issue, maybe we've got to mix it up with some of the motor learning strategies. If they're having a coordination issue, maybe you have to break down things first and then incorporate all of the pieces together after that. If it's more of a strength issue, that seems more straightforward than if it was a muscular compensation or imbalance issue. Maybe you got to get them to reprogram how to carry out this movement so that you can, again, address the compensatory pattern and work out of that. So that's where the individualization piece comes into play. And and making sure that the athlete is on the same page and is working together with you, the practitioner or the coach, so that they understand what types of things they need to work on. Because again, that is ultimately what's going to help them to improve and get better at what they're doing. And the last thing that I want to mention is to, this is an ongoing process. I think individualization as you get further along your journey, even as you get further along, even that phase of training, things are going to gradually improve, hopefully improve, and it's going to have to adjust along the way. And just keep this process simple. I think every time that you're doing something, you're practicing something, whether that's in the weight room, whether that's other type of training or with practices in general, every time you're training, that is a way to assess yourself practice whatever you need to work on, and then every time that you're improving at it, make sure that you're reassessing in some shape or form. It doesn't have to be a formal assessment and testing, but every time that you do that workout or that exercise, you're constantly assessing, trying to practice something, reassessing, did it help me to understand things better? Did it help me to work towards my goal? Did it help me to individually work on what I need to work on to get better? And once you get into that habit, the process just repeats over and over. Everything is an assessment, whether that's formally or informally. Then you individualize what you need to focus on and work on, train, reassess, and just keep repeating that process. And when you start to do this, I think one, you'll further understand what individualized differences you need to focus on. And two, even though the exercise might be the same as your teammate, you won't be working on the exact same things. Yes, the goal may remain the same. We need you to lift more weight. We need you to do this more powerfully. We need you to be more explosively. We need you to be more in condition or improve your endurance. All of that might be the end goal. 
but how to actually get there and really optimize your progress, that is where the individualization comes into play. So that's what I wanna leave off today is, for all of the listeners out there, don't just train. You have to focus on these details, you have to train with intent, and find ways that you need to specifically individualize the workouts that you're doing to address some of the areas that you need to improve, work on, or maybe even just learn or understand some of your weaknesses that you can improve on more. And for those listening out there, if you have questions, I would love to hear some of the questions or feedback. You can always message me on social media. You can email me at andrew at h Movement. And you can even send me some feedback or specific questions about what things that you've been working on. And I can try to provide some context or insight, but this is all part of the process of individualizing your training program to really help to address your needs. And the last thing that I wanna leave with is that individualizing programs does not just mean diversifying your exercises or changing your exercises, but it's more about diversifying the approach to getting better at these exercises. And the ultimate goal is to help you to improve and become more capable at handling workouts, at doing sports-specific tasks, but just become more capable with what your body can endure through sports and activities. I think when you start to look at it from that perspective, perspective, you'll see that there's so many ways that you can focus on some of these fine details that will help you to do that workout better, that will help you to run faster, jump higher, get your new PR when you're lifting, and even translate into all of your sports-specific skills that you've been practicing. So remember all of this, think about what types of things you need as an individual and start to attack those and just build off of that week after week. And before you know it, you'll really see a big improvement in your overall performance. With all of that, that is all that I have today. Again, be sure to check out all of the other previous episodes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Check out my YouTube channel, social media channels for a lot of free content. Everything across the board, you can find me on HL Movements and share all of the helpful content with anyone else that's looking to optimize their performance as well. Other than that, I don't have anything else. I do release episodes every Tuesday, so I will be back here same time, same place next Tuesday. Until then, have a great rest of your week, everyone. Keep training hard, training smart, and really work on those individual things that will help you to improve more, improve faster, and get all of the results that you're searching for. So until then, tune in for another episode next week. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Aloha.